We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm glad you guys found me at my little corner of the internet. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Tuesday, January 26th. We're going to talk about some headlines today and also about the importance of education. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today. Thanks for listening. We so appreciate you guys listening. We have recently passed 5 million downloads since we joined Anchor a few months ago. And so the listenership at this podcast is increasing. I want to just thank you guys so much for sharing it with your friends. Interesting to note, some of you guys wondered where I went from the internet uh, or from Facebook in particular. So Facebook has banned me repeatedly. So they keep telling me I either can't comment on things or I just can't access my pages or I can't make live videos. I think this is going to continue to happen. I don't have time to worry about whether or not what I say on there is going to, you know, upset their uh, their fascist fact checkers. And so one thing you guys could do in, in helping me is if you get on Facebook and you notice that I am not there, it's very likely because I just can't access my page. It's likely that they've banned me. Oftentimes it's, you know, sometimes it's a a three-day ban. Sometimes it's 12 hours. Sometimes it's a week. Whoever knows. Uh, But I am working very diligently to not be dependent on that platform. It's sad for me because I have over, you know, 400,000 people that follow me at Facebook and it frustrates me that they would yank out the platform from underneath my feet just because they disagree with me. But this is the world that we find ourselves living in. So you guys can do me a favor by just sharing the podcast with people, letting people know about MomStrong International. Uh, the, the, you know, the techies, the tech giants that own these companies and these big monopolies cannot uh, infringe on the rights of the American people forever, right? And so you guys are a huge part of that, this grassroots movement to say, hey, you might be able to silence her on Facebook, but you can't silence her forever. And so if you guys can help us by sharing the podcast, leaving reviews for it, that's a huge, huge thing uh, that you can do to help us get the word out there. And then just taking the links like from this podcast today and sharing it on your social media. I honestly do not know how much longer I will be there. A lot of you guys keep asking me, am I, have I found another place that I really like? The short answer to that question is no. I haven't found some place that I just am like, wow, I super love this one. <laughs> so uh, I think there's a lot of people out there giving it the old college try. But again, uh, you know, for me, my big platform is is uh, Facebook and I don't have time to build another one right now. So I am at MeWe. I was at Parlor until they took it down. Um, so this is my platform. It is the podcast and it is Mom Strong International and the books I've written. So we thank you guys for helping us to get the word out, especially when the big tech companies are working so hard to uh, squash that from happening. I want to give a shout out today to Brenda from Washington State, Debbie from Tyler, Texas, Jane from Edgewood, Texas, who said, Heidi, I want to thank you very much for your daily encouragement through your podcast. Your messages give me hope, courage, and support and uh, encourage me in my faith. I have confidence in what I can do 
about masks, going to church, and being in public because you have spoken the truth on the podcast. And I can, in turn, help others with the same confidence. And uh, I appreciate that, you guys. Can I just say that's really a large part of why we do what we do. It's not enough for me to get on here and say, what about this? And think about that. And here's what I'm doing. And uh, without you internalizing this, asking the Lord, Lord, what would you have me do? What's your heart for me in this season? How can I get off the bench and onto the battlefield? You just have uh, people out there trying to um, issue a battle cry and it will never be enough. We really need uh, regular people like Heidi St. John and regular podcast listeners to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And I promise you guys, uh, Jay and I are asking the Lord every day, Lord, what do you want us to do today? What is your heart for us today? How can we serve you today? What do you want us to do that's different? What can we change? And this needs to be the prayer of all of us right now. I'm going to go through the headlines today, but before I do that, I just want to encourage you with regard to education because you're going to continue to see a massive assault on the education of our children because education is the front line. So imagine a battle that's fierce and bloody and long and awful, and imagine your children at the front of it, because that's exactly what this is. And for much of my adult life, you guys know I've been immersed in homeschooling. And I started homeschooling quite by accident, but that's a story for another day. Uh, coming up on 25 years ago. And over the years, I've noticed something about education. You ready? especially in times like this, it can become an idol. Public school, private school, homeschool, every type of education has pitfalls for parents. I would say that now the pitfall for public school is you straight up, you run a 90% chance of losing the hearts of your children. Uh, But I think it's easy for parents to focus on the world's idea of what education should look like. And so we can be overly concerned about the three R's and we can miss teaching our children about the narrow road that God says leads to life. So no matter what you choose with the education of your children, remember this, the Bible promises us that students will be like their teachers. That's in Luke chapter six, verse 40. So you've got to be, if you're teaching your children, which you are, you should be worthy of their respect and we're a worthy person that they can model their lives after. And remember you guys, we can't pass on what we don't possess. So before you make sure that your kids know math and science and uh, before you make sure that they know history and for the love, please make sure they know history. We've just started reading again the series of uh, books that was just, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today, but uh, The Light and the Glory. Wow. Our children need to know these things. It's so important, but more important is to make sure our children know how much God loves them and knowing who we are in Christ and learning about our creator's heart prepares us for a lifetime of gaining not just knowledge, but wisdom. Proverbs 22 verse six says, direct your children on the right path. And when they're older, they will not leave it. Uh, There is so much happening right now, you guys, in the news and in the culture and with regard to uh, President Biden. I'm, I'm getting a little better at saying it. I still don't like it. Uh, But his first week in office now is behind him, and it's been a disaster. 
for conservatism. It's been a disaster for uh, the unborn, an absolute disaster for the unborn as he has rolled back the protections that President Trump put in place. Every uh, decision that Biden is making right now is uh, basically 100% opposite of what President Trump tried to do. We're going to talk about some of those things today, but I wanted to just give you guys a little bit of a glimpse into what we now have in the White House, which I'm sorry, I know some of you are upset about this. It is wickedness in the sight of God. Wickedness. On January 22nd, there was an article published in the Epoch Times. And of course, you know, I watch these things. They come in uh, to, you know, via, you know, listeners, podcast listeners, you guys are sending me things. But the White House announced last Friday that the Biden administration would codify Roe versus Wade, which would allow for legal abortions even in the event that the Supreme Court overturns the 1973 ruling. Are you guys hearing me? This is what this election has always been about. And I told you guys, you know, a week ago, I think I wrote this on my social media. Maybe this is the reason why Facebook, you know, locked me out of my page. Who knows? But I said, you know, God help me. I am having a hard time uh, with frustration and even, I think, righteous anger at people who claim the name of Jesus and either refused to vote in this election because they just could not dirty their hands with the idea of uh, President Trump serving another term in the White House, or they voted, God help them, for this president that we have in there now who is saying he wants to make it so that Roe v. Wade can never be overturned. The Biden administration made this announcement in a press statement that was put out by the White House. And this is what it said, quote, the Biden-Harris administration is committed to codifying Roe v. Wade and appointing judges that respect foundational precedents like Roe. In the past four years, reproductive health, including the right to choose, has been under relentless and extreme attack, it continues. We are deeply committed to making sure everyone has access to care, including reproductive health care, regardless of income, race, zip code, health insurance status, or immigration status. You guys, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, and just frame this for you in a way that you can see how dangerous this is. So they're saying that they are deeply con- uh, committed to making sure everyone has access to care. They don't mean care. They don't care one whit about your health, I promise you. They're not talking about care. They're talking about the murder of the most innocent among us. And if our government is committed to the murder of the innocent among us, I will never believe, and I mean it, never believe that they care one whit about my health. If they would murder the most innocent above us, they have not cared for our elderly during the pandemic. It's it's hypocrisy at its finest. And the Trump administration, one of the reasons that I supported them was that over the last four years, they enacted policies and laws that were absolutely pro-life. Trump called for defunding Planned Parenthood and late-term abortions. He nominated three pro-life judges to the Supreme Court. And uh, the disgusting Nancy Pelosi, and I mean it when I say disgusting. I know some of you guys are like, I can't believe she talked that way. When someone would stand up in front of the, the entire nation and say that a mother should have the right to murder her unborn child, I no longer have respect for that person. Nancy Pelosi tweeted the other day, talking about abortion, this core tenant in the canon of women's rights, the canon of women's rights, what kind of garbage is this? 
remains under attack, demanding our constant vigilance and resolve to preserve the uh, the absolute right of mothers to murder their own children. Oh, that's not what she said. She said, resolve the right to preserve reproductive rights in America. This is maddening. The House Majority Whip voiced his support. You guys, we need men and women of character and men and women who are going to uphold the standards that this country was founded on to begin to run for public office. It's so easy for us to stay comfortable at home and say, well, I don't want to risk what's going to happen to me if I should run for office. But I know that there's a lot of you listening to me right now and the Lord is pushing it and pushing it and pushing it inside of your heart and your spirit. And you know that he wants you to do it and you're afraid. And can I just encourage you right now? You can't do it on your own. But you can if you're called. You can if you're called. We just marked a grim anniversary in our nation, the 48th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And since this ruling in 1973, over 62 million innocent lives have been lost due to abortion. And every single one of those lives matters. Every one of them. And God will not hold us guiltless. Not to act is to act. Not to speak is to speak. And you're thinking, well, Heidi, you're sure fired up today. You're right, I am. This is wrong. And I told you, I'm really, and you guys can pray for me. I've just been coming before the Lord in tears many times and just said, Lord, help me. Help me to pray for the people in authority over me because I know that that's what your word says to do. But man, I'm telling you what, I am wrestling. I mean, I'm wrestling to the ground. My absolute frustration and in many times discussed with people in the evangelical Christian community who encouraged other Christians to sit this election out. And now here we are, less than a week into his role as president of the United States, the unborn are no longer safe. Biden has also reversed Trump's policy that blocked federal funding for foreign abortions. The Trump administration had a policy that banned your tax dollars from going to foreign non-governmental organizations, NGOs, that perform or actively promote abortion as a method of family planning. This is from Dr. Anthony Fauci, by the way, the guy who wants you to put a mask on your face even though you've had the stupid inoculation. These are people that don't care about life. Why are we listening to them? Why? Fauci, who is the newly appointed chief medical advisor of the president, you guys, is making my head explode, said it will be our policy to support women's rights and girls' sexual and reproductive health and reproductive rights in the United States of America as well as globally. He's disgusting. Fauci is a disgusting human being. And I say that with all seriousness and all honesty, because this is a person now who is saying, not only are we going to roll back the protections of our own unborn citizens, but we are going to take the tax dollars of hardworking Americans and we are going to help mothers kill their children in foreign countries. If that doesn't upset the people of God, I don't know what will. I do not know what will. We took all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth 
We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Also, people who have been vaccinated against the China virus must continue, they say, to follow the lockdown restrictions because you might still pass the virus on to other people. Oh, okay. The lockdowns are hurting people. And they're not just hurting people in the United States. They're hurting people all over the world. In Amsterdam, rioters looted stores and set fires and clashed with police in several Dutch cities on Sunday. And this resulted in more than 240 arrests. Why are they doing this? Because they are protesting the lockdowns. And what's happening as a result? Police are using water cannons and dogs and mounted officers against them. This is Amsterdam. I've been saying this for a long time, you guys, and I'm going to keep saying it. The lockdowns are are not helping. The masks are not helping. You cannot stop a virus with a mask. Take them off, please. Listen to the doctors who have been silenced. These are really good doctors who have been silenced and deplatformed and fired from their jobs for, for the offense of telling the truth. Also, the Biden administration, they are suspending Trump's order to lower insulin prices. I just, they care about your health though, you guys, they really do. They care about your health. And so they've suspended the Trump order to lower the prices of insulin and epinephrine. So those of you who needed that EpiPen, woohoo, you better get one right now because the prices are going to skyrocket again. Why? He paused the rule that was put in place by President Trump that would allow community health centers to pass on all their insulin and and, um, epinephrine, epinephrine savings to patients. As a mother who has a child that is absolutely dependent on making sure she has an EpiPen at all time, I can tell you this is an affront. And they're, they're saying, well, we just need to scrutinize Trump's health policies. And so we're just going to put a pause on that. Why would you put a pause on lowering the prices of uh, epinephrine and insulin? Oh, because you care about my health. That's right. And speaking of caring about your health, he cares about women. Remember, we just heard him say that. He cares about women. Women are just so important. So important that during his first week in office, he reversed the transgender ban in the military with executive order. And he has stated that transgender, he's basically uh, killed women's sports by saying that trans athletes, meaning men who want to masquerade around as women, boy, this just, this just chaps my head. So basically, if you're a man and you want to be in uh, wrestling and compete against girls, girls don't have a chance. Rugby, don't have a chance. Uh, weightlifting. Don't have a chance. Track and field, sorry. Soccer, you're done. It's disgusting. I don't know if you guys know this, but in February of 2019, there were two trans athletes. Remember, these are guys who are, these are men, but now they identify as female. I wonder what happened if we, can we just start identifying as like, I don't know, uh, circus animals, I don't know, a, a, a seal maybe. 
I'm going to identify as a sea otter. I wonder if that means I won't have to go to work. Maybe the government would give me some stuff for free. Heidi, how come you're getting all that money from the federal government? Oh, because I identify as a sea otter and they're, they're protected, don't you know? So I got to quit my job and buy a big screen TV and stay home and watch it. Sea otters don't have to go to work, haven't you heard? It's ridiculous. So in February 2019, two trans athletes took first and second place at the Connecticut State High School Track Championship. In 2018, before the USAPL changed their rules, J.C. Cooper, a trans power lifter, set records, imagine that, in women's bench press after having only power lifted for a year. These are women who have worked their entire lives to get to where they are, and they have one guy come in and bam, it's over. In 2018, a trans cyclist, took first among the women in the UCI Masters Track Cycling and World Championships. In 2017, a transgender activist set a Masters World Record and won the Commonwealth Games in Australia. This is a lie. A trans woman is a person who is a man. A trans man is a person who is born female and identifies as, isn't it confusing, and identifies as a male. It just doesn't make any sense at all. And if you watch the pictures of these guys in fights with these women, particularly in things like boxing and wrestling, it makes me physically sick. Most sporting federations have no problem allowing trans men to compete as biological men. Why? Because they can affirm their identities, inject testosterone, and play against men who naturally make a lot of testosterone. But things get trickier when trans women, in other words, men, who have gone through puberty before transitioning, want to compete against biological women who make significantly less testosterone. Why? Because men and women are not the same. And the physical advantages that men have over women cannot be ignored. This is not about politics. It's about biology. And if you want to say that, that you know, if you're a, a, a man and you want to say that you're a woman and wear a dress and high heels and color your hair and whatever else you want to do, uh, I mean, I'm going to say, wow, I think you've got mental issues and I'm going to love you. But if you want to say, I'm going to, I'm going to identify as a woman and sign up for the women's track league. Oh, no, no, no. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to be fighting actively to make sure that doesn't happen. This is fairness gone too far too far. Men are not women. Biological men cannot be and never will be and never have been able to be women. Women cannot turn into men. I don't care how many surgeries you have. uh, There are benefits to being born male. Testosterone being primary among them. It results in amazing differences between the sexes and to deny them is in its madness. Testosterone in males at puberty drives an increase in their bone size and density. In other words, they don't break as easily as women. An increase in muscle size and strength, meaning they're stronger than women. An increase in in, uh, the strength of their ligaments and connective tissue, meaning it's not as easy to get hurt. The list is exhaustive. I heard it said that the fastest female sprinter in the world could be easily beaten by a male club athlete. In other words, clubs are kind of like the next step from high school sports. If you're really good at what you're doing, you can, you can try out for and get into a club. And the fastest 
female sprinter in the world can be beaten by somebody who has not yet made it to the professional level. This is wrong. Where are the women's rights groups? Oh, that's right. They're woke. And so we're not talking about this stuff. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. We need to be praying for our nation right now. I'm going to continue to watch uh, what's happening in the culture, what's happening with uh, the new president and his administration. I'm going to continue to pray. I'm going to continue to invite you to uh, get involved, to get off the bench, to get onto the battlefield. If you don't like what's happening in the country right now, do something about it. Ask the Lord what he would have you do. Right now, uh, Washington State is looking to ban open carry, by the way, and what they are saying is large capacity magazines. I'm going to say again what I said yesterday, and that is this. Guns are not the problem. People are the problem. And you say, well, I don't care if they ban open carry. Listen, what they're doing is they're trying to eat away at your ability to protect yourself. I promise you it will not stop with that. And Washington state gun owners have been under siege for a long time. Uh, There was anti-gun legislation that passed in 2018 and it made my state one of the worst for gun laws. And now these people who want to strip you of all of your Second Amendment rights are out for even more blood. So they've got Senate Bill 5078 right now, which is going to outlaw manufacturing, possessing or transferring any magazine with a capacity greater than 10 rounds. And anybody that's ever shot a gun before knows that's not really a lot. And it goes further than that by giving municipalities the authority to use zoning ordinances to limit firearm retailers. This is so against the Constitution and the Second Amendment of the United States. It isn't even funny. And I'm going to encourage people, even if you don't live in Washington State, get involved in the fight here because what happens in Washington State is coming to your state, I promise you. It's coming to your state. And in fact, it might, might already be there. And so this is the first shoe of many that's expected to drop in 2021 because now that uh, Biden's in the White House, you can expect they're going to be emboldened against anti-gun legislators. And can I just say, you guys, we need to stop supporting the NRA, stop sending our money to these big national organizations. You basically just get rich and um, pay a lot of lobbyists to go and talk to legislators who aren't getting anything done and start focusing on what's happening at the state level. It's, it's going to be very, very important in the days to come because now with this new administration, you can expect them to come out, pardon the pun, with guns ablazing. So the Washington Magazine and Open Carry Ban is going to send shockwaves throughout the Second Amendment community and potentially open the door for even more attacks against our Second Amendment rights. I'm going to encourage you guys, contact your state representatives and say, no, we do not want this. Thanks to the RONA. Restrictions uh, will require that the session run remotely. And of course, that makes everything hard. It potentially limits testimony. Uh, But right now, I would just expect a big hit for Washington gun rights. And I'll link back to how you can find your Washington state legislature uh, uh, today in the show notes. But I'm telling you what, you guys, uh, the battles that we are going to fight right now have have just been made much more difficult by an administration that is anti-American at its root and pro uh, socialist, really, and very, very Marxist in nature. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later on this week. But I'm just going to encourage you, uh, don't be discouraged to the point. I know some of you are just like, man, she's, she's, you sound angry. Well, you know, there's some truth to that. The Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. The Bible doesn't say that you can't be angry. And so my prayer has just been, Lord, show me what you want me to do. 
Show me, show me how you want me to respond. Show me what, what you want me to do in light of all these things that are happening right now, because you know, guys, you were born for this time in history. You were born for this. And the founders of this country gave up everything. They risked everything to see that we had freedom. And it's hard for me to believe that we would just throw it away. But it seems like in many cases, that's what's happening. And so rather than run from the battle, I'm going to encourage you to run to it. Run to the roar. Ask the Lord to help you. He will help you. Uh, wake up in the Waking up in the field of education and the front lines of education is just the beginning of what we are going to be up against in the days and weeks to come. But you know what? I have not given up hope for this country. I have not given up hope that we, that there are still men and women in this country who love the godly principles that we were founded on and will fight to defend them. And I hope that that's your heart as well today. I know that for many of you, it absolutely is. I want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. So many things coming down the pike. Obviously, uh, lots of changes politically happening right now because of the loss of the election. But we're going to keep focused here on what we can do to make a difference. How can we get off the bench and onto the battlefield? On Friday, I'm going to have uh, Dan Zumbach on the show with me. And I was encouraged to invite him from a friend, a daughter that wrote in and said, you got to have my dad on the show. He's amazing. And I thought, man, any any girl who's going to say, you got to talk to my dad, uh, this must be a good guy to interview. And so I interviewed him last week in that interview air on Friday. He is a senator from the state of Iowa. You're not going to want to miss it. The question that we're going to be addressing is, uh, you know, are we, are, can we do it? And the point of the whole thing is, yes, you can do it if you're called. And that's the question we need to be asking ourselves. Lord, what do you want us to do right now? How do you want us to respond to this? Wake up your church, get us off the bench and onto the battlefield. Take off your mask, open your eyes. Pay attention to what's happening around you. It's more important now than it's ever been. Training your children in righteousness is the number one job of every parent that's listening to this. And I'm going to link back to in the show notes today some really great books. We are reading, um, I actually ordered a brand new globe that came the other day. You can plug it in and we were showing our kids, you know, this is where Columbus started out in Portugal and how he sailed across the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, we're reading the light and the glory. So if you haven't had a chance, you can get the kids version of that or you can get the regular version. But the brand new, uh, the brand new um, updated and revised version of the, uh, the Light and the Glory is out right now. And it's a great book. And I would encourage you just to read it. Know the history of this country, you guys, because there are people in office right now who are going to do their best for the next four years to erase it from the collective memory of the citizens of the United States. And I am praying like I do every day that God would help me know what he wants me to do. And I know that you guys are praying for the same thing. We love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and for sharing this podcast with your friends, for supporting it financially. Uh, It means more than we can ever tell you. If the podcast has been an encouragement to you in any way, if you think, man, I wish other people could hear that. We would love it if you would join us in supporting this podcast financially. You can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and scroll down to the show notes. You can also go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash give, G-I-V-E. And there are lots of different avenues for you to support this ministry. We love you guys. Have a great day. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com.